it's a kilt, you know, like, you know, you wear a kilt and it's like, oh, cool, your heritage. And then yeah. you wear a skirt and, and it's, it's like, like oh, oh, what my are God. you doing? Yeah. Also, they are fighting against the fundamental fact that femboys are hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that microphone working? And this hello. Time. Uh, it doesn't appear to be. Wait, do the hello again. I thought it was. Hello, hello. Yeah, there's hello. no, there's oh, no okay. levels. There we go. Now try oh, is the gain not on? Hello. Okay, try to match the gain. Can you hear me? I'm talking. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Can you hear me? Are they on the same level now? Hello. Welcome to the music podcast with. What is oh. our catchphrase? Zooey Mama. Oh yeah, that was, a, that was our opener. That was our opener. That was our opener. <laughs> Zooey Mama, I hope you guys are all having a fantastic day, six feet above the ground and not underneath it. <laughs> a nice one. I am, uh, am Kai Hamilton. Uh, Nick Bajistani here. And I'm uh, Mr. Waller. Yes, uh, we are all members of the uh, compost heap known as Baylor School. And... Um, Let's uh. This isn't a school podcast anymore. No, no, we're restarting, and we're. I don't think. Even if it's not a school podcast, let's not. Let's not slander Baylor. Zooey Mama, what's up, guys? I hope you're having a fantastic day. It's your host Nick Bajistani here. Uh, this is um the co-host, Kai Hamilton, uh, eleventh grader and uh worthless piece of garbage. Come on. We're going to keep going with this, guys. We've got our useless piece of crap here. Okay, a useless piece of garbage. Oh, right, right, right. And I'm a uh, longtime Muse stan, Mr. Waller. (laughs) Wait, wait, you still stan Muse? (laughs) No, I do not stan Muse. Okay, okay, okay. Muses have a few good songs. Drones was such a deep album, okay? Like, like, dude, 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 we're all conforming to society, man. And we're all like like drones. No way, no way. Man, like like that that album cover where he's got like the the hand on the joystick that's the head it's of like the, the government's the controlling the us. The government is controlling us and watching us on cameras. That has turned into crazy. Joe Rogan podcast right been here. It for years. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, guys. All right. Anyways, though, uh, today's topic is albums of the decade. Because uh, it's even though it's November, we didn't start this podcast until this week, so we're a little behind on the decade ending. Well, you know, 2020s felt like forever, so I think we can. Uh, get our albums of the decade I mean, list rolling here 2020 uh, in general is just uh, it's a whole another thing to unpack but it wasn't a terrible year for music in particular that's you know? true not was, not as much music some, as it would have helped okay but. but some interesting stuff to come out of this year because of people's forced you know isolation and what it brought out of them artistically like that new uh what's her name charlie xcx record that was that was good yeah, it's good stuff it's good, good, that was stuff. A good record you know you know but uh, as far as the previous decade goes, you know, as m- music got more commercialized and uh, more streaming oriented and uh, less artistically expressive and more, you know, uh, corporate, it uh, uh, me- uh, good music also did happen. During there were the last lots decade. of gems in the 2010s, most and, of uh, which did not chart, and most of which did not sell over a million copies, but they were still gems. <laughs> and we're here to talk about those gems today because we still care about our gems. All right. <laughs> All right, uh Kai, you should start us off. My my top 2 are finalized, but uh the rest are just uh, you know, things that I thought were in the top 10 somewhere. I'm not I, I don't really 
you know, care about if I prefer this album, you know, 2% more than the other. These are just the best of the decade, in my opinion. As far as EPs go, number one for me would be I Can't Handle Change by mm. Roar. I haven't listened to a lot of EPs, but that EP is incredible. I think it's very underrated. Fantastic. And uh, I exposed you both to it, but yes. I think more people need to listen to it. Uh, TikTok actually gave the title track of that EP some some shine. And, you know, TikTok is terrible, but... If That's it, an opinion. That, that is uh, one good thing that has, in fact, come out of TikTok, is people are listening to that EP now. But uh, I've been standing that for, for quite a while now. Now, in the number 10 spot, we have uh, Plastic Beach by Gorillaz, oh, one, of, so good. one of the great bands of this millennia so far, if you ask me. You know, they are uh, unique. They're, they're expressive. Damon Albarn, is, uh, he's a really, really talented guy. But, uh, you know, Tootie's better, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Totally not the same person. You know, number nine would be Random Access Memories mm. by the most popular EDM group of all time, Def Punk, uh, fathers of the house music, redefining the electronic genre for a third time in their career. I mean, they made three albums, and each time they, they drop something, I mean, it just reverberates throughout the entire music industry. Rightfully won Album of the Year at the Grammys. Probably uh, one of the only times where I think that that was absolutely the right choice. Or, I guess, what year was that? 2013? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I don't think I can think of a better record from 2013. than uh, Access Memories. Not off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we have uh, Pure Comedy, Father John Misty. Mm -hmm. uh, a landmark record, not only for its expressionism, but as how much it really defined the decade socially. How it talked about how... You know, current generation, we, we kind of, we lack meaning in our lives. And it, it's as much personal for, uh, you know, Mr. John Tillman as it is to, I think, humanity as a whole. Uh, the, the title track of that record, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it right now. I mean, Fantastic. it's just, it, it, it says so much about you know, society. Man. It's not even the uh, lyricism alone that makes it fantastic. The production, the production is, just, is great. It's just incredible. Uh, number seven, similar sentiment, helplessness, blues, Fleet Foxes. My favorite Fleet Foxes record. Most disagree, but I think that it's it's a little underappreciated, even though, you know, they're acclaimed. All their albums are acclaimed, but uh, speaks to me very personally also. Uh, it, it, same with Pure Comedy. Really defines the uh, the decade as a whole of, you know, Earth is just floating in a vacuum. As uh, there that song, what is it, a uh, blue spotted fox or something like that? The fox song, <laughs> I like the fox song from Fleet Foxes. A good song. Uh, Helplessness Blues title track also fantastic. Also, you know, really defining of this decade. Uh, number six, bury me at Makeout Creek, Mitski. I think uh, overlap there on uh, Mr. Waller's list, but uh. Great record, super personal. Not really about you know the society we currently live in, but it's a, just a great personal account by Miss Miss Mitski as an individual. Very personal, very uh, heartfelt. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, this is a top eight list, but you know, you know d ten is just an arbitrary number. You know, it's <laughs> just uh, number three. We have you want to get what you want by uh, Daughters. Totally listened to them before the Pantana review. I mean, I'm a unique snowflake, okay. I, I discovered them personally. No, I did uh, But very, it's a totally harrowing experience. Not a very pleasant listen, but a achievement nonetheless. A 
album I think everyone should hear, but not everyone will enjoy. Most people won't enjoy. But very, very uh, seminal record, very harrowing record, very, I guess, insane record is, is, is what I'd put. It's an experience that deserves your full attention, for sure. You gotta, you gotta put those headphones on and just listen to it, if that's even possible now. Uh, number two, we have This Is Happening by LCD Sound System. Uh, you know, great, great dance electronic group. I think probably the best band of the 2010s. I think they put out the most consistently amazing records that decade uh, from their debut all the way up to this record, after which they disbanded as a group, saying, you know, we're going to walk away from fame, and then completely undid that four years later. But, you know... It was a great record, a great parting record, a, a very, it's it's a very uh, personal record, but at the same time, a very, you know, getting down with the, the music kind of record, very well produced. Uh, and at number one, we have Twin Fantasy, Car Seat Headrest, Will Toledo, hit me up, please, I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> also, super personal record, uh, complete, I think a very unique record in that it's, a complete remastering and re-recording of a 2013 record of the same name that Will made in his high school career about the experiences that he was, a uh, college career, sorry, that he was having at the time with, you know, bad breakup, sad. It's a, it's a bit of a, an opera. It tells a, a very nice story, lots of great callbacks, super well written, super well produced, very emotionally relevant and a album experience through and through. I don't think you should listen to tracks just alone from that record. And uh, yeah, that's that's my list. Fantastic. Mr. Waller, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, yeah, 2010s was a great decade of music. I think it was a meaningful decade for me because in 2010 I was entering high school and starting to listen to my own music, starting to branch out from what my parents were listening to. So. On that note, at my number 10 spot is uh, The Suburbs by Arcade Fire, which is an absolutely amazing album. Captures a lot of the, uh, as the title implies, captures a lot of the fun little quips, but also really heartfelt moments about, about the suburbs, about life um, growing up in, in a neighborhood. Um, also blew my mind with a revolutionary music video that they put out for that called The Wilderness Downtown. Um, Really, really awesome. Yeah, you like type in your your address to Google Maps and it like creates the music video around. Oh, your, that is sick. Your childhood streets. Wow. Very cool. Um, also on my list, um, The Seer by Swans. Uh, love Swans. I think Michael Girard is an absolute genius. Um, the album is long, um, but you, that that minimalist kind of droning, really threatening music that he creates is. Really amazing, really transcendent. Love that record. Um, similar to Kai, I also have Bury Me at Makeout Creek by Mitski. It's grungy, it's groovy. It's uh, a lot of different genres kind of mixed into this delicious emo salad. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, Blonde by Frank Ocean also makes its way into this list. I think Blonde in a lot of ways defines um my junior and senior year of college i just was listening to that album all the time it every song uh is perfect for for those kind of late night you know staring at the star kind of hanging out with your friends kind of moments so 
that album was was really fantastic. Um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy also. Um, yeah, I mean, light six. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I think it's Kanye's best. I think it's uh, just a fantastic album. Such good references. Um, and I feel like for me, really, really captured the decade in a, in a really interesting way as well. Um, Good Kid, Mad City. Every song on that album is fantastic. Um, and I feel like there was just a period of time where if you were tuning into either a hit station or a hip hop station on the radio, you know, every other song was a song off Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, it was just a just a killer record. Um, Low, Double Negative, came out a couple years ago. Um, Slowcore band from Utah. Um, I sent them an email the other day because I love their music so much. Um, their manager had a very nice response. Um, waiting to hear back from Alan and Mimi, but we'll see what happens. But anyways, great album, great protest album, very clever political protest album. Um, yeah, sonically very experimental. Um, this like pulsing fuzzy rock. It's awesome. Um, and at my number one spot, very operatic, very heartwarming, beautiful social commentary, but a beautiful specific story about a person losing their memory. Um, offerings by Typhoon. Uh, Typhoon is a band who is from Portland, doesn't get a lot of recognition. Not a lot of people cover the record, but it is a feat, honestly. It's, uh, the writing is incredible. Beautiful poetic lyrics by um, Kyle Morton, lead singer. And the record leaves you with this um, somewhere between existential dread and hope. Um, made me cry. Incredible record. So that's that's my top ten for the decade. That album definitely uh, reawakened my greatest fear of all time of losing your memory. Um, really captures that uh, craziness of what it's like to watch someone you, you love just forget everything and essentially revert back to uh, the knowledge of an infant almost. It's crazy stuff. Very, very comforting listen. I, I think you should just listen to that when you're down and depressed. It'll really bring you up. All right. Well, uh, I'll go next then. There is no specific order except for the final album on this. So uh, I'll start with number 10 being My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Mr. Kanye West. Uh, Mr. Waller had that on his list as well. Definitely agree. It's a super grand album. Lots of cool horns, uh, samples. Um, definitely disagree with the Light 6 rating. It's It brings in a lot of the biggest stars of the time, too. And um, it's just, it's really admirable, especially coming back from being one of the most hated people in the music industry, just with this with this amazing and grand album. It's it's just really good. Definitely recommend listening to it. A lot of the songs can be listened to individually, and a lot of them uh, have had a lot lasting impact um, on radio stations or commercials, things like that. Power, I'm sure everyone has heard that song by now. Super, super cool. Um, my number nine was Pinata by Mr. Freddie Gibbs. Uh, fantastic, I've got to say. It's... Similar to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy with bringing together uh, lots of rappers into it. It almost feels like a collaborative project because I believe every single track has a feature on there. Um, lots of jazz inspiration, too. It's 
it's got a lot of chill hits, lots of uh, lots of lots more aggressive songs too. And I don't know, Freddie Gibbs is just such a deep voice, and it's it's so awesome to hear. You feel you feel super badass. Um, number eight, uh, melodrama. Lord God, she she is fantastic. I mean, if you haven't listened to melodrama yet, I don't know what you're doing. You got to go listen to it. It's not incredibly long. Um, deals with a lot about growing up and the anxiety of it and especially being um a famous singer and being in those very formative years it's it's a lot of stress and i think it's a really nice album she's got a fantastic voice highly recommend uh offerings by typhoon uh also on mr waller's list uh i don't think i have much else to say about that one other than what he said it's it's really fantastic um the music the actual composition feels pretty cheery on most songs which uh highly contrasts the depressing depressing lyrics throughout the entire album um so if you if you couldn't even understand what uh was being sung about at least you got some fun pretty tunes to listen to uh teen dream beach house man beach house is fantastic um victoria legrand the lead singer is amazing she's also the keyboardist and guitarist for beach house her voice makes you feel like you're ascending it's really angelic um if you want some music to cry to or just i don't know take a nap to definitely listen to beach house um plastic beach gorillas gorillas is iconic they've been around for nearly two decades at this point with um some misses along the way but plastic beach is definitely not one of them it's uh it's got a lot of hip-hop elements in it as gorillas began to incorporate more hip-hop into their albums and i think it it was executed very well and they still maintain that alternative rock sound and you know everyone just sounds really great it's got a lot of good messages about the environment and um it's a little little depressing too if you read more into it but uh would also recommend that blonde number four uh i definitely agree with what mr waller said it's that that type of uh, music that you listen to with your friends while staring at the starry sky. It's a very romantic album, too, and it's very personal. Uh, Frank Ocean really delved deep into his own life, and, and it feels like you're, you're just watching someone grow up or um, reflecting on their past. And Frank Ocean also has a fantastic voice. Can't knock him at all. Uh, number three, Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown. Um, if you're into more either experimental or abrasive hip-hop, I would highly recommend going into Danny Brown's discography. He's got a very weird voice, that's for sure. It's it's very nasally. Not sure how to describe it. You have to hear him to really know. But um, it's it's really just about a uh, crazy, crazy experience with various drugs. And uh, listening to it makes you feel like you're going insane. And... Um, yeah, it's really exciting though. Like it's the type of music you slam your foot on the gas in the car to. It just gotta go crazy listening to it. Um, to pimp a butterfly. I mean, what hasn't been said about it by hip hop Instagram at this point? It's really fantastic. Great political messages. Um, still really prevalent today, unfortunately. But um, the fact that Kendrick was um, rapping about this and. 2016 and it had such a huge impact on the culture as a whole just in both hip-hop and african-american culture and even just american culture in general is, is really something lots of great jazz in there too and uh could not recommend that one more 
My number one, though, it's got to be Yeezus uh, by Kanye West. It's crazy for sure. Very sexual. Um, it's it, it very much feels like man is above God. That's the message being conveyed in this, that, that um, reaching the state that Kanye has, he feels like he's above everyone else and, and no one can touch him, uh, hence the song, I Am a God, and uh, the production on that. Holy heck, it's amazing. Um, I think Lou Reed had actually said that it was one of the best albums he'd ever heard, um, which is really something for, uh, I don't know, one of the greatest artists of all time to say about another uh, goat. And Hold My Liquor, holy heck, the intro, you just got to listen to that. Mike Dean, guitar solo, wow, crazy stuff. Definitely my album of the decade. Can't stop listening to it. I listen to it all the way through almost every time I listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's my list. Yeah, as far as other going on this decade, uh, we lost some some great people this this decade. We we, we lost Lou Reed. We lost uh, David Bowie, uh, both of which had uh, some great last hits before they went out. I mean, Lou Reed did make Lulu, but you know he also helped out Gorillas making uh, one of the best songs on Plastic Beach, uh, "Some Kind of Nature." Yeah. Love that track. Amazing vocal performance by him on that. And uh, David Bowie's, I mean, I, I, I'm surprised neither of us had uh, that Black, la- Star. Black Star on his on our list. But that was just such an amazingly personal reflection of his own mortality. You could really mm-hmm. tell that he knew he was he was going. I think he was released like a week before he died. Oh, yeah. Right? No, it was yeah. it was very soon was, before uh, he had died. Um, really tragic. But really, really check that one out. We kind of had a, a decade of. of Old farts releasing really good <laughs> late albums. That's I mean, true. We had, a, we had a Bob Dylan album, mm-hmm. a, a Bruce Springsteen album, both this year, an ACDC album this year, <laughs> which I mean Brian Johnson is seventy three. Wow. Uh, and then we had you know Leonard Cohen, we had John Prine, we had you know all these kind of old, old <laughs> dudes who who were you know, nearing the end of their career releasing really great music. So. Yeah, and uh, and some of the records on our list were, were actually comeback records. Like, uh, you won't get what you want was uh, a, a reformation album that uh, Daughters made. Which, ninety nine percent of the time, when a band gets back together, they are not as good as when they were before. Yeah. But it is the total opposite with that. Right? They are eons above their previous material with sure. that or that project. And the same goes for Swans. I mean, they're what like thirty years down into their career, and they're still making consistently good. That, People yeah. just. Yeah. People seem to really love Swans. I haven't listened to them yet. Definitely will eventually, but it's a uh, it's it's very selective. <laughs> You're yeah. listening. You gotta you gotta be in the mood for it. Real lottery. That's for sure. Uh, any other people that we lost this year we'd like to mention? Mac Miller. Oh, uh, Mac Miller. Shout out yeah. Mac Miller. He's he's the first uh, hip hop artist I was ever introduced to by my cousin back in uh, 2016 when the Divine Divine Feminine came out. Thought that was a crazy album. Um, very sexual very very sexual uh you got to be in some type of mood to listen to that just just gonna put that out there but uh really great unfortunate that we lost him we we did have circles this year actually mm. really great album um the, the best work of his career if, if you ask yeah, me it, honestly. it's really tragic what happened. um it's Same sad to see the, the direction he could have gone in but yeah we lost uh juice world too who i was kind of mm-hmm. similarly excited for where his career was gonna go and um Juice World and Pop Smoke, both two very exciting young, young people. Yeah, definitely not a fan of uh, Shoot for the Stars, but um, his mixtapes prior to that were pretty good. And uh, 
Juice World, I think, was improving his craft over time. He was probably a definition of mediocre uh, in his debut, in my opinion, at least. Um, but he was slowly getting there, and it's just sad to have seen him go before he could really... There was also a very bizarre effect this this decade. I call it the the little peep effect, where an artist <laughs> dies and and they weren't even that popular before their death, and they become like this. It's like a Jesus thing. They they become super popular and and uh, and really well received just because of the tragedy of their demise. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to spit on the graves of artists here, but you know. Your music doesn't change after you, you pass away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly think that there is a trend, a, a problematic trend, if you ask me, of posthumous music being released. And there were some pretty tender tracks that were being released posthumously where, you know, maybe the vocals are recorded, maybe the track is almost done, and, and, and you know, the label puts it out after their death. But, I mean, similar to what you're saying, Kai, I think that there's this problematic trend where artists pass away before they hit kind of the zenith of their career. And I'm not sure if this is the intention, but it feels as though there's some kind of um, capitalizing on the, on the tragedy. Um, and, you know, sometimes those posthumous records and posthumous tracks become the most popular track for that artist. And I'm, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. So and I think I agree. It's, it's so blatantly obvious when mm-hmm. like a, a record was almost finished and they're just releasing it when the artist was going to release it. And when they just like slap something together off of unfished material, XXX like, and Tentacion. Those, those records, example. all of those, uh, you could tell that they were not finished and someone else made those tracks. It was not X's records. It yeah. was, he recorded some vocals that they had lying around and they, they workshopped them together into a record so they could sell it. And they didn't sound good. It's, it's really unfortunate. Just further tarnishing, his name if you just release this mess of a record that's just a collection of random vocals well like it, it, if circle if you told me circles was made during uh max life i would totally believe you like it, it sounds a hundred percent him that, mm-hmm. that is that is his record it is agreed yeah um so i'd like to transition into our hot takes section uh so be our next section of the podcast so uh i'll start us off with uh the whole complaint that new music is too repetitive in its lyrics and sound. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with everyone on that one. Uh, one of the most popular songs of the past, Hey Jude, um, go to the last few minutes of the song. Na, 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 Hey Jude, oh Jude, na, 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 over and over again for, I think, what, two minutes? Um, so I think that argument's pretty invalid. I could find more examples, but, uh, just for the sake of time, I'll pass it off. So disagree and, uh, with that one. And, and we we are not saying that uh, that Hey Jude is a bad song no, by no, any means. No. The argument is that just that music has not gotten more repetitive in the past decade than it was already. I What's mean, it's a good example of a song that gets criticized for that. I'm trying to think of a good uh, Around the World by Daft Punk. I mean, it's oh, it, they say Around the World 198 times in the song. <laughs> People tend to say that with hip hop songs, they're like, oh, yeah. they they say the same things over and over again. The production's the same. There's no there's no change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more with older generations that uh, like to reminisce on the past and think rock was the peak of music and it was always original and nothing was uninspired. But yeah. Well, um, that's not to say that I mean 
the problem hasn't gotten worse in this decade as far as like corporate music and i mean if you look at back at almost any other decade a lot of the best music was what was most popular and that's that got rare this decade if you like you didn't have a really a a nirvana or a i don't like arcade fire was hugely popular in the 2000s did we have other than like maybe i mean kendrick mostly rap but as far as you know rock goes Mm -hmm. popular rock is what greta van fleet and uh i don't know what even is a popular rock rock is in a a bad state right now it's imagine dragons yes imagine dragons yeah yeah (sighs) i mean i think part of that is just the 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 world has changed and um, I mean, I think we are seeing a bit of like a pop renaissance right now. There's a lot of good, like Robin and Ariana Grande and some people who are kind of just cranking out really, really awesome pop. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, in a world where anyone can release anything and it can get huge, um, Will Toledo of Car Seat Headrest is a great example and any number of SoundCloud rappers is, you know, case in point. But I think you find more and more that uh, the mainstream is becoming saturated with the same kind of chain smokers pandering garbage and you it's it's but at the same time it's not hard to go in and find those really interesting nuanced well it's easier to find you know what you want to look for nowadays and now you don't have to go to a record store and try to find that indie record you just go on spotify and you can look up you know and also uh you know, on like mu- online music critics, that that sort of thing, it, it can really break an artist into it, it, some sort of popularity. You know, no one was listening to Daughters until Anthony Fantano, most popular music critic around, was like, "Hey, this is a ten out of ten amazing record." And then all of a sudden, bam, they have half a million listeners on Spotify. And that's not you know crazy, crazy popular by any means, but it's enough to have a living. And I don't even know if Daughters would have enough money to feed themselves if. You know, they didn't have that popularity, which is really sad that some of our greatest musicians are just starving artists that even though their music's great, it's just not very popular. Well, Spotify isn't making that any easier with their new policy of uh, mm, yeah. pay to win, essentially. You pay and there you go. You're popular. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a telltale. Uh, we, we can talk about this. Like uh, new, new Spotify policy basically says if you pay them, then they will promote your music more than other people, which is basically revert. Uh, net neutrality and also uh, going back to radio days when people would do that and you know they're the new radio in a sense that they're the main way people listen to music and in doing so they're damaging the entire music outlet this space it's just capitalism yeah <laughs> use Bandcamp. <laughs> Bandcamp, yeah soundcloud you know they uh they're just as valid I often don't get as much produced material but they do exist. Whew. Yeah. All right. Next hot take. Who wants to go? Oh, by, by the way, hot takes are, are unpopular opinions on uh, yes. on certain topics, mostly music. But you know, we can branch out into <laughs> other things if we ever feel like it. You know, or feeling dangerous. <laughs> the, the, there, there are there are interdimensional demons that, that are taking oh over our, our our political system. Okay, <laughs> they, they're they're putting chemicals in the water, turn the frogs gay. Um. All right. I guess I'll I'll pop in with my hot take so um we all know that mamma mia is a is a bad movie but (laughs) but um abba um one of the best pop bands of all time i'm gonna say it uh yeah so i didn't really listen to abba all that much and then my wife kind of got me into them and man abba 
was cranking out some of the most interesting, uh, exciting music I've ever heard. You know, some of the, the melodies are awesome. And I think what's so great about them as pop artists, I mean, we all know that Dancing Queen is just one of the best pop oh, songs ever. Like I mean, it. it's incredible. But But the groove is great. And I think what I love about them is that they embrace this really cheesy, corny... Um, uh, some some of the sounds that they choose, some of the lyrics that they choose, and some of even the melodies are so corny, but they so fully commit. And there's this awareness of it, like there, there's an awareness of how dramatic they're being, but the self-awareness allows you to kind of lose yourself in it and end up taking it uh, seriously. And it ends up just being some really fun, exciting pop music. I mean... Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't dug in past Dancing Queen, Gimme 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 is an incredible song with one of the coolest intros. I mean, this synth, there's this like arpeggiated synth that just does this really awesome ascending um, little arpeggio that's really, really cool. So yeah, ABBA, man, if you hate on ABBA, give them a second chance. And if your only experience is Mamma Mia, as much as I love Meryl Streep, uh, go go listen to, to some of the deeper cuts and some of the, you know, some of the rest of the discography. It's good stuff. There you uh, go. That's, that's mine. We uh, we do love our underrated pop art. Does Amma still make music? They went on, like, a reunion tour somewhat mm-hmm. recently. Uh, oh, another, I don't think they released anything. Uh, another development this decade was uh, some some very bad output from once great artists like uh, Eminem would probably be number one. Eminem's Ouch. output this that, I don't know if this counts as a hot take. This is not my main hot take, but Eminem, your material this decade was horrendous. It was wow. it was bad. Mm-hmm. That's it just was a take. bad. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't think yeah that's, that's that's that really, is that is yeah. widely that's agreed. A, a <laughs> Eminem, uh, I mean Green Day still still cranking Oof. out material on this day. I mean, no. so I think some people just need to hang it up. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can listen, you can keep making music. Obviously, it's your passion, but doesn't mean people have to like or listen to it. Yeah, sorry, man. Fair. And I don't think you can base your whole uh, your whole sound around. Oh, people don't like me, but. I'm going to keep making my own well, thing. Every album oh, that he makes is me. just about how critics didn't like the previous album <laughs> exactly. that he made. It's ridiculous. And Eminem in his 20s said he would stop making rap in his 30s, and he's pushing 40 right now. So, you know, he's he went against his word, which is right. I don't think – I think it's stupid to say, I'm just going to stop making music now just because, but – like logic, mm-hmm. although logic had a baby. No, yeah, yeah, he had a, there, there are, there are exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Like you I mean, know, I'm not complaining about logic mm-hmm. stopping making music. But although, hey, yeah, hey, same. Hey. Uh, oof, not the best run. Okay, logic <laughs> was a very bizarre example where his last record was so much better than every other material that he had made <laughs> to that point. It was so bizarre. I don't even know if that record's good, but just comparing it to his other records, it is like a freaking Abbey Road. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's <laughs> mediocre at best. So. Uh, yeah, it's the best thing ever compared to the supermarket. Holy cow. <laughs> that is, rock that is the worst. When when rappers try and do rock, it has not worked well. Shout out to Speed and Bullet to Heaven. Uh, love oh. Kid Cudi, but uh, probably one of the worst records I've ever heard, ever. Listen to it if you want to have a good laugh, oh, though. Yeah. Really Speaking entertaining. Speaking of worst decades of the, of the year, a uh, decade. <laughs> uh, worst records of the decade would probably include that and... Uh, 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 Critics the Wall. Oh, uh, just never listen to that ever. And 
probably maybe the worst record of all time, Angelic to the Core. Just if you want to know what bad music is, listen to Angelic to the Core. That is that is my recommendation. Agreed. Okay, we got a little off topic, but my hot take. Oh man. Christian music is not a genre of music. It's like saying that, like, I, I don't know, secular. If, if it's not about God, is it secular music? It's stupid. Like, if, if Christianity is not a sound. It's not. It's not like a, a tone. It's 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 a it's a subject matter. Like like saying, oh, a, a freaking love is not a genre either. It's just a tone of a record. It's it's a, lo- a love song can be a love song, but it's also a rock song. Mm-hmm. Gospel. Is the same way. What if I want to, you know, sing powerful and not sing about God? I don't want to, it, that type of music to be entirely restricted to we're celebrating the existence of a God. No, 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 no. This is enough is enough. And uh, Christian music in general, I mean, you know, maybe it's it's, it's best that it's it's labeled in a genre because that means I can avoid it. Because I, I've, I've seldom heard a good Christian record, okay? Skillet, your music is playing in hell. Same goes with... Uh, with, you Jesus know, is king. Jesus is king. Okay, worst Kanye output, I, probably ever. Jesus For Kanye is king. to release something so mediocre was probably the biggest. Jesus is ever. king is the is the greatest piece of evidence that religion poisons everything. It ruined a man's <laughs> musical career. Oh man. Okay. Definitely opinion. If you're religious, as long as you're not a bad person, hey, you do you. But Kai still hates. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You I can, will not hate you. You can stick to your Bronze Age ideology, and I can stick to get rid of all of our clientele in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you've stuck with us this far, thank so, you. you know, okay, um, so uh, if you're if you're Christian, <laughs> if you're if uh, if you if you support Trump, uh, if you uh, no, we're, we're the, the, you, anyone can listen to our podcast. Okay, and, and yeah, we we need as many people as possible. Please, please don't turn away from our pocket. We need fans, please. and I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to f- pay for my college tuition right, if I Kai, don't get some money okay. for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. All right, uh, closing thoughts, guys. Uh, you know, it was a decade, and uh, it was a good decade for music if you knew where to look. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wish that popular music this decade had more to say. Ed Sheeran. Your music is terrible, and you and you you admitted that in yesterday. If anyone has watched yesterday, he he openly admits like the Beatles are so much better than me, and they are. Okay, the Beatles are so much better than any top charting music that you can have today. And I may be a boomer for saying that, but I don't think it's that uh, unfounded of an opinion. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, all I've got to say is that uh, on the note of the Beatles and uh, Ed Sheeran, that yesterday is the next Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Orson Pro- Welles, you have nothing. Probably the nothing. dumbest plot in a movie ever to exist. I think they're doing this with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? No, they're, they're making I it. I thought, I thought it didn't do well. Yesterday 2. Yesterday I, 2, I the Red Hot Chili no, Peppers no, no, no. edition. No, 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 See, no, no, if no. the Red Hot Chili Peppers, if that happens with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, no one's going to no, want to listen to me. Weezer edition. Stage. Weezer edition. Oh, a guy yes. finds out, and then he's like, do I pretend like I had the emotions that he had when he wrote Pinkerton, that, that Rivers okay. Cuomo? Do, do I pretend like I, you know? It's uh, just like a plebeian biopic, which is... <laughs> Biopics are plebeian enough. We don't need to go a step lower, but that's all I'll say about that. Okay, some biopics that are good do exist. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is not one of them. Uh, but There's Rocket Man. R- I haven't seen Rocket Man. 
Not good. Uh, uh, is, is, is is Walk the Line good? I've heard that's good. Okay, Walk the Line is it. good, but yeah, Walking Phoenix. Uh, best music biopic that also came out this decade, probably uh, Inside Llewyn Davis, Coen Brothers, fictional, fictional but uh, yeah. a fantastic. Uh, I think it it really expresses the struggles of uh, of the music industry in a very real and emotional way. For Shout sure. out to the Coen Brothers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all. Uh, I will reiterate again: Ed Sheeran is horrible. <laughs> you are bad in every way. You are a music thief. And you do not deserve the popularity you have. As a Good friend, day. and as a friend of mine once said, uh, Jesus is King is the second worst thing to ever happen to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have uh, a great day. We, um, Zooey Mama. Mama, indeed. Zooey Mama. Uh, and um, on that note, we are uh, we're all gonna die. Goodbye. <laughs> I hope that last part's cut out. <laughs> I am editing this, okay? I am editing this. I have the authority here. Whoa.